Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro at the NovaCare Complex. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready. The Eagles are back in town. The Eagles are on the practice field. The Nick Sirianni era has begun. It was such a scene on Wednesday. It just felt normal. It felt great. Fans circling the field. The team getting right into it. 11 on 11 right away for Sirianni's Eagles. He wants to find out about this football team. Lots of changes. Lots of unknowns. The Eagles coming off what many in the organization have called an embarrassing 2020 season. Looking to get back to the top of the division, the conference, and then the NFL. So today we're going to kick off our training camp coverage here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group with a little pit stop here and there, just kind of checking in with some people. We're going to hear from Howie Roseman just as he talks about building the roster. I had a chance to talk to him on Wednesday after his press conference. We'll hear from Nick Sirianni from his press conference, catch up with the head coach. I also wanted to talk to Jalen Hurts, not about the football side of things, but about the jersey number change. He didn't have a ton to say about it, but you'll hear it in just a bit as he goes from number two to number one. And we're going to bop around Devontae Smith, the rookie in his first real practice, very quiet, very earnest, very serious about his craft. But let's begin the podcast with an exclusive interview with Eagles cornerback Steven Nelson. Now, over the weekend, the Eagles agreeing to terms with Nelson on a one-year deal. He signed his contract. He stepped on the practice field in a starting role opposite Darius Slay, Avante Maddox inside. This is all subject to change. But on day number one, Steven Nelson walked off the practice field after running with the first-team defense. And I got him before he went into the locker room. And we talked about him becoming a Philadelphia Eagle. So, kind of fun. You walk right in and you're taking reps with the ones. Um, describe what it's been like for you since the weekend. Oh man, it's been a uh, it's been a grind, man, to say the least. Um, you know, flying in uh, on what, what was it? My days all mixed up. Uh, Tuesday, coming in, you know, having to go through the entire process, man. Um, just learning my way around, man, and then you know, doing a conditioning test, man, and then trying to. Uh, crammed the entire defense in, man. It, it was definitely a grind, man, but I'm, I'm definitely happy to be here and just, uh, you know, get to work. So I don't think fans quite understand. They think, oh, you're just a cornerback. You just go out and cover the guy across the line of scrimmage from you. What what actually goes into learning a defense? Man, a, a ton, man. You got to understand, um, you know, everybody's position on the field because uh, that's what ultimately is going to, you know, help you out of your position, you know. Um, you know, without getting into the details, you know, you got to be great shape, you know what I mean? You got to be... Uh, you know, uh, not just great on the field, you have to be great in the classroom, man. So you got to put the hours in on both times. So, you know, our day is pretty full, you know, with no time to uh, really uh, do anything. You know what I mean? It's just like come in, get your work done, go home, and then it's time for bed and you're doing it again. Why did you pick Philadelphia? Man, uh, for one, I wanted to say uh, fan base has definitely uh, held a major part. Um, and also just the, um, the opportunity here, man, um, new coaching staff, you know, uh, like uh like a lot of like a lot of what they do um great guys on the team you know just a great 
Great, uh, great town, man, say the least, man. So, you know, it definitely played a major role, all those things. I mean, Steven, you've accomplished a lot in the, in the league. I mean, what, like, take me inside your brain. What was it like going through all that in Pittsburgh and the, and the months that have been since then? Yeah, it, it's one of those things, man. It, um, you know, we've kind of living in unprecedented times, man, um, COVID and, uh, you know, uh, you know, salary cap going backwards or whatnot, you know, so it's a lot of uh, unfortunate um, cap casualties and I just happened to be one, you know, um, it wasn't my play or anything like that, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's just the business side of it. But uh, to kind of sum it up, it, it was pretty stressful. Never been through that. You know, I've been a uh, five-year five starter in this league, you know, and held my own. So it's just one of those things where I, I just had to be ready for my next opportunity. So for Eagles fans who aren't quite familiar with you, what are they getting here in Philadelphia and Steven Nelson? Um, somebody's just going to put my head down to work, man, no matter what, um, whatever, no matter the outcome. I'm going to try to do whatever it takes to uh, to win. And the defense, what are, you, what are your early thoughts on what Jonathan's trying to run here? Uh, man, I like it, man. Uh, not going to expose the secrets, man, but I, I like what's, what's going on here. I like the philosophy behind it. Um, I think it's going. I think it's going to um, pay off. And and do you have a relationship with Darius with Slay already? Um, and what what are your thoughts on lining up with him? Yeah, um, not not to not to uh, you know. We, we kind of talked a little bit this offseason, um, but prior we had no relations, but I always, you know, liked his game and um, the respect was mutual. And, um, you know, you know, ever since I came in, you know, he, he's done a great job, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of showing me around and stuff like that, man. So it, it's going to be uh, awesome. And then final one, what? how many personal belongings do you actually have in your possession right now? When you move, you know, you don't bring a huge suitcase. You don't you don't drive down with a whole your whole life, do you? Two suitcases, man. So I'm... I'm I'm gonna be spending a lot of money in laundry, man. So, you know, that's that's pretty much what it is, man. I'm just all about the grind right now. Thanks, Steven. Thank you. Signing Nelson part of the Eagles offseason strategy. They came into the offseason. So what have the Eagles done? They've signed a slew of veterans to one-year deals. Low risk, high reward deals. Nelson is in that category. That is one of the topics that Eagles executive vice president, general manager Howie Roseman, and I talked about following Wednesday's practice. Howie, um, the way you put this roster together, I find it really interesting with the, the, the low-risk signings, veteran players. Can you talk about that strategy and, and, and why, and, and what do you think you have here? Well, I think that there's two groups of that. You know, Some of them are guys who understood with where the cap situation was in the league that they wanted to bet on themselves. They guys and take kind of an option to showcase their ability and go back on the market a year from now. And so we didn't want to be shut out of those guys, the guys who had this kind of chip on their shoulder and knew that they were better players than maybe because of the cap they were being showed in terms of money. And then I think that the other part of it is just fits in the room and making sure that they kind of balance the skill set. Be two for ones, Dave. And by that I mean like, you know, you get a guy like Joe Flacco who's won a Super Bowl, who understands this market. And also, you know, last year people forget Joe had neck surgery, you know, and so Joe's coming back and he's missing some time in training camp. He's coming off neck surgery. And he could have, he's a guy who's been Super Bowl MVP. He's got a Super Bowl ring, made a lot of money. And he could have just said, hey, I'm done playing. You know, I'm good. I'm going to enjoy my family. But he not only has a passion for this game, but has a passion for this fan base, you know, and wanted to be part of this. And so I think when you have situations like that where there are guys who have the desire and the determination to continue to play and still have a lot to give on and off the field, those were fits for us because we do have a lot of young players on this team as well. 
did you, was that the strategy going in, though? I mean, you've always been so creative adding players, or did it just kind of fall that way that there were players like Steven Nelson, for example, who just kind of stayed on the market, Ryan Kerrigan, who stayed on the market right. until they became affordable? Yeah, I think what it, what we try to do, and I think, you know, um, Jake Rosenberg, Bryce, um, Kat, they all deserve a tremendous amount of credit for doing this, is we constantly try to stay in touch and communication with agents about players and tell them, hey, we love it. You know, we may not be in the best situation we've ever been from a cap perspective, but if it gets to a situation where, you know, this would be of interest, we'd love the opportunity. And so I think that that's what you try to do. You know, you, you keep recruiting and you keep lobbying and talking about your place and and the opportunity that you have and, and hope that, you know, you're in the ballgame. When you look at your depth chart in your fancy office here at the Novacare Complex, what do you see? Not so fancy. Um, <laughs> But I think what, what we see is that um, we have a lot of competition, you know, and I think that uh, at the end of the day, it's it starts with the O-line and the D-line and really excited about those two groups and feel like, you know, they give you a chance every year. And if you have uh, really good depth and really good players at those two positions, you know, that's really where it starts. And from there, um, you know, really just looking forward to the opportunity to evaluate and make some really good decisions here in the next month. Thoughts on last year's draft class as they take that step into year two? Yeah, you know, um, expectations, you know, that there's no longer that, that scholarship, there's no longer the excuse of, of COVID, there's no longer excuse of no off-season program. You know, our expectations is those guys are competing and and finding roles, some bigger than others, and, um, you know, contribute to this football team. All right, and then finally, Devontae, Landon, and Milton, three players who the Eagles really, really bullish on. Do you have projections for them as rookies? You know, uh, I think that you you always are a little bit leery of making projections on rookies, right? You know, we've seen um, outstanding Hall of Fame caliber players who don't have the same numbers as the rookie years they do going forward. But, you know, we drafted those guys, uh, one, um, because – we felt like they were really good players. And two, also because we knew that they would add to the culture and that uh, they would give us two-for-ones where they would not only be good players, but they would push the other guys in their room. And so, um, you know, I think that they're all each individual but because they all have different rooms. And um, I think that we're not, we're not going to baby or, or try to redshirt anyone and we hope they're all contributing. And um, it's going to be a long season, Dave, you know, so um, we're going to need all these guys that are on our roster. Yeah, what does 17 games mean to you? Is it, is it a... Does it change the dynamic of how you build a roster, how you build a practice squad? Well, I, I think what, what you have to be sure of is that you have incredible depth because you know that um, with what goes on, and you saw it last year with soft tissue injuries in the league, guys are going to miss a game or two, and that could be the decisive factor in you winning the division or missing out on the playoffs. And so you don't want to be in a situation um, over 17 weeks or 18 weeks really over the course of the season that you feel like you don't have enough depth to withstand it. And um, we've seen that firsthand. And really when you go back and you look at, at the disappointing seasons we've had in, in the last 20 years, which, you know, thank gosh, hasn't been a lot of them. They've all been because we've ended up playing guys that, you know, really we hadn't anticipated playing. And so our job is to try to get as many players that we think are good as possible, especially at the key positions, and then roll from there. Thanks, Howie. Thanks, Dave. Now let's talk a little bit about Jalen Hurts and his jersey number change. When he came into the NFL, of course, he wanted number one. It wasn't available, so in 2020, Hurts played with jersey number two. He's changed that to number one in the offseason, and I had a chance to talk to him about that on Wednesday, what went into the decision to go from two to one. 
you changed your jersey number, and I wanted to get into the mechanics of it because it's fun for fans. First of all, why did you do it? I wanted to change my number. Well, I want I, I wanted to come in, and I wanted number one when I got drafted by the Eagles, but it wasn't available. So I said, hey, G, our equipment guy, I said, if it ever comes available, that number one, I wanted to have my name on it. Um, it came available sooner than I thought it would, so we just took advantage of it. How does it feel wearing number one? I feel good. Um, I mean... It's the num number I wanted coming into the league, so I'm able to wear it now. Will you have in your man cave someday framed number two jersey, Philadelphia Eagles? I'm sure, I'm sure I will. Hopefully it's worth something one day. Uh, Vintage. But, but was, it, was the process anything other than for you just asking for a numbers change? Yeah. Okay. Was it a difficult process? No, it wasn't. <laughs> was, it a, was it a rewarding process for you? I mean, um, I, mean I kind of knew I was going to get it whenever it came available. It came available, and um, we got it done, you know. Devontae Smith, the Eagles' first-round draft pick, has high expectations, of course. He's the Heisman Trophy winner from the University of Alabama. Nobody could stop him in college. We'll see what happens in the NFL. So he had a press conference on Wednesday. Didn't say a whole lot, but he did say he's excited to be an Eagle. He's excited for the challenge, and he's looking ahead as the Eagles, well, perhaps feature him in the offense in 2021. Coming out here, just getting back into it. Um, feel like individually I could have did a little bit on some things, but first day, just getting back into it, just getting my mojo back. Uh, I mean, just anybody that I can get any little detail from. I mean, like just coming off the field, uh, I actually what he's seen from me today, things like that, he told me what he's seen. So just any little piece of advice I can get from anybody, I'm gonna accept it. As for Sirianni, he met the media alongside Roseman. No disguising his excitement, his intent. This is a football team that is in the process of reaching 90% vaccination. That is an extremely encouraging rate. And Sirianni comes in and he wants to put the pressure on the players right away. He wants to hold them accountable. And he wants to take this in a very step-by-step -step process. Five-point plan. Remember that five-point plan. It all starts with a connection. And then competition and then accountability, and then a high football IQ, and then fundamentals. All of that is part of the Nick Sirianni way. He met the media on Wednesday, and we hear some of the highlights of his first press conference after his first training camp practice. Well, right now, you know, that right now we're Jalen's in with the ones and he's working with the ones and he's earned that um, because he's worked his butt off and he, and you know, we're hoping that he takes the reins and, and rolls with it and, and continues to just get good reps with the ones. Nick, in what areas do you want to see growth from Jalen? And are you working with his mechanics at all? <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, the growth where we want to see is just that acceleration in the offense, right? It's just getting better um, and more reps at the offense. This is the first time we've had 11-on-11 11 11 team period. Right, so these are some of the first times he's run these plays. Now, maybe he's run a version of these plays, but there's some plays that he's never run before. So it's, and that, and that we can't get enough of that. Whether that's in the film room, whether that's on the on the field, he's just got to continue to take these reps. And I, I'm so confident in Jalen. Is he is a he's a gym rat. He's just thinking about football all the time. That's what I love about him. And so he's going to use those mental reps. That's for sure. We just got to get him more reps out here on the field. I don't mess a lot with a, a, a quarterbacks. There's a couple things I talk about with quarterback finish, right? 
and it's just about finish. But the way they throw it, the way they're going to th keep throwing it that way. They, it's, it takes a long time before you can switch anything there, and I don't perceive him to have any issues up top. What we do with a quarterback is work of their feet. How do their feet correlate with the play? Right? This is the drop with the play. This will, the drop will tell you when the ball should be out as you read the defense. So we're, we're, as far as fundamentals, with his feet, we're obsessed with it, and that's what we're doing. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Make sure you're with us every step of the way. We have a lot more coming as the Eagles get ready for a busy, busy summer. Two public practices, August 8th, August 22nd at Lincoln Financial Field. Please come. Get your own up close and personal look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Tickets are $10. All proceeds going to Eagles Autism Foundation. Make sure you get them at PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Eagles also have two joint practices against the Patriots and the Jets. Three preseason games. And don't forget that week, long week, extra week, between the final preseason game against the Jets and the regular season opener in Atlanta. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for their work here. Thanks to all of you for joining us each and every episode. If you have a chance to give us a review and those five stars certainly help, make sure to click on the link in the details section of your podcast library. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks again, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!